Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, welcome to episode 209. We try to hop on on some Fridays to talk about new music if there's a lot to talk about, which there is. It's a, it's a pretty good music day, man. Why don't we start with Miranda Lambert, who has Wild Card out today. It's her seventh album. There's also the duet with Maren Morris on there, and people have been waiting a long time for this record. Her la- By the way, let me say this before I play a clip of this one. Her last record was my favorite record of hers because it was just so songwritery. Right up your alley, yeah. That's just my style. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but... She's gone back to more of her traditional sound. But here's the clip of her and Marin doing Way Too Pretty for Prison. So, I like Miranda's music, but I love the uh, that last record. Because that was, like, I could just be sad. Like, it's, just, a, it's a double album, right? Yeah. It's a lot. It yeah. was like, she's written a bunch of songs, nowhere to put it, let's just put it all on one record. Yeah. And then it won a bunch of awards, because it was so artisty. Um, so Miranda's got a new record out today. Hootie and the Blowfish has a new record called Imperfect Circle, and I'm such a Hootie, I would say that, yeah, I'm going to say it, I'm a Hootie stan. Hootie stan. Yeah, I'm a Hootie stan. <laughs> Those two words have probably never been used together, <laughs> because they're generationally so far apart. It's far apart. I love Hootie and the Blowfish, one of my most listened to albums ever. Which later on in this podcast, Eddie's going to come by and we're going to talk about our most listened to album, Mount Rushmore. But Hootie has a record called Imperfect Circle. Now, I want to start with, do we have a clip of Hold On? Yeah. This is their single, Hold On, written by Chris Stapleton and Jim Beavers, who did a podcast with us a few back. And he talks about this song. Yeah. Not knowing if it's going to be the single. He plays the work tape of it. We have the Chris Stapleton work tape? He plays it, yeah. And so it's in that. In that podcast. So go check that out. But I love Hootie and the Blowfish. There's also a song co-written by Ed Sheeran with the guys called Wildfire Love. Cool. 
There's also, I'll give you a few songs here. Uh, Rollin'. Miss California. Miss California. And some of it sounds so much like Hootie from the 90s, and some of it's pretty like contemporary. You can tell they're going, hey, we can do some country stuff with this. Yeah. So I'm really rooting for Hold On to be a big hit. When Darius puts out songs that are all big hits, this doesn't sound that different than just Darius putting out a song. I love this song. It's good. I didn't know it was going to be the single, but they played it at iHeartRadio Music Festival, and I was like, oh, this song's real good. And you, you root for your people to put out good music, and when they don't, you go, oh, no. Like, how am I going to face my friends? But luckily, it's good. Really good. The Charlie's Angel soundtrack is out, featuring Ariana Grande. She teamed up with Miley Cyrus and Lana Del Rey for a song called Don't Call Me Angel. And Ariana hopped on a track with Normani and Nicki Minaj. We have a clip of this one. This is called Bad To You. None of the Ariana Grande songs are good to me until I hear them about a thousand times. Then they're great to me. It takes a minute. <laughs> but And then I just can't get them out of my head. I don't hear it once and go like, that's my jam. But it's forced to the pop stations. I'll listen to like Z100 or I'll listen to Kiss FM in Los Angeles. And I'm like, I hate this song. I hate this song. I love this song. <laughs> there is no middle with these Ariana Grande songs. And I always end up loving them. Bad to you. Is that this one? Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll read you some other. Let's see. Yellow Wolf. Remember Yellow Wolf? From back in the day, I remember the name. He's like a white rapper, yeah. And I think he's in, is he still with Eminem in that camp or no? I think so. He has a out, he has stuff out today. Mariah Carey has a Merry Christmas, a deluxe edition of her All Over for Christmas is You, a bunch of rare stuff. Cold War Kids, who I've seen at ACL a couple times, never been a huge fan of, but always been a moderate fan of. Where if they're just playing at a stage nearby, I'd walk over. So Cold War Kids have music out today. Montgomery Gentry has some stuff out today. I think that's pretty much it as far as albums. We have, have four new songs. Do we have clips of these songs? Yep. Kane Brown put out a new song. He just had a, a, a daughter, and he has a song called For My Daughter, which I thought was pretty good. Here's a clip of that. Yeah, I grew up without a day. I'm going to be the best one I can be. They say dads are supposed to shape you in a way I guess mine did. Dua Lipa has a song, which I was looking at, at Twitter ready for it. I guess she has a pretty hardcore fan base. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is called Don't Start Now. Don't come out. I like that. Don't That's funky, huh? I like that. I don't even need to hear anymore. I'm in. It's the bass. What's her other song, her big song? Uh, What is it? I know she had the one that was like, shut the F up or something. Yeah. Different one. Yeah, look that up. Because she had a, a massive song. Oh, New Rules. Oh, yeah. I got new rules. Oh, nah, nah, dun, dun, Turn the music down so you can sing it. I got new rules or something. Dun, dun, I got new rules. I got a... And it's like, rule one. Yeah. One. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, Just like that. <laughs> Heim has a song called Now I'm In It. And Mandy Moore has a song, huh? Yeah. What's this from? She's like working on a new project, like really folky. She's putting out music again. Oh, Okay. I like Folky Mandy Moore. She did some stuff as Folky Mandy Moore before she got out of music. Yeah. This is called I'd Rather Lose. So, do we want to take a break and then yeah. do the news and then mm-hmm. we'll do the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Okay. And every pair of Tacova's boots. 
You can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means the families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. All right, the Bee Gees are getting their own biopic. That'll be good. Yeah. And I think, man, if you can get your own biopic now, your it's like music... The th- yeah, the thing to do now. And your music resells like crazy. Yeah. Restreams, you can retour. So Paramount... But I, they're not all alive, right? No. Okay. Paramount Pictures is teaming up with the producer of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and making a movie about the Bee Gees. They, they sold over 220 million records. It's crazy. Barry Robin and Maurice Gibb, they started in the 50s, but they wrote songs for Saturday Night Fever, and that's where they blew up, like songs like this, yeah. and that that disco-type stuff. So they're like, all right, we're on. And so they're they're rolling with it. I wish I knew more. I know they wrote Islands in the Stream. Yeah. And they sang it. 
Yeah, they wrote this. <laughs> I wish I knew more about the Bee Gees to go, this would be a great movie. I just think it's fun whenever they, they do these old movie people. Like, I like biopics. I mean, even with the Queen movie, I didn't know a lot about Queen. And watching that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And it went made me go back and listen to their music. Tool, the band Tool, started a fire in the studio while recording their new album. Which I did not think I would like the new album, and I don't listen to it a lot. But when I'm on an airplane and I'm exhausted, I put the new Tool album on. Because I don't have to worry about tracks. They're like 15-minute songs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's like a 15-minute, a 13-minute, an 11-minute. There's a couple short, short ones, too. Like every other one's like shorter. But when they were recording their new album, they lit candles. The drummer was playing so already knocked candle over and set one of his drums on fire. They were putting candles in for the ambiance of the room, apparently. I didn't know there was 13... Again, I'm not a huge Tool fan. I just happened to... I got caught up in seeing the data from Tool beating Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me check this out. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Because it's not hard metal. It can like still be heavy. Industrial. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And so at 13 years between albums. Yeah. Didn't know that. I know that Schism was a big song back when I was young. Maybe their biggest song. Do you know Tool Schism? No. Pull it up and see if, see. see if you play it. And while you're doing that, I'll. My Chemical Romance is back, and so they're going to play for the first time since 2012. Do you know this? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, that, I didn't know that was Tool. That lick is so famous. If you, because I used to listen to The Edge in Dallas. I did too. Yeah, and you're from Dallas, but but I would have a friend just record like an hour and then an hour on the other side and just mail me the tapes. And this reminds me of listening to The Edge in Dallas. This is, it made, I don't know if it's their biggest song or not, but this is the one I remember most from them. I mean, even this song's 642. Oh, it is? Yeah. Do you have any My Chemical Romance? Yeah. What's this? This is Sing. Okay. The song I know from them is Welcome to the Black Parade. When I was yeah. yeah. That song, it's so good. <laughs> and people would give them crap. Yeah. Why? Because it was very seen, very emo. And Did people feel like they weren't real? Like it was gimmicky, yeah. I did a thing that I, I'm not like proud of now. What? I went, I loved Alkaline Cheer. They were one of my favorite bands growing up. And they toured with My Chemical Romance. And I hated My Chemical Romance so much, I left before they played. Because my chemical romance was headlining, and I wanted oh. to see Alkaline Trio, but I didn't want to see my chemical romance. So I left. And Your I, protest? I protested. But then I was like, man, they're actually a pretty good men. <laughs> I guess I'm not into the scene enough to have respect for what's punk and what's not. I just it like the just music. It was just seen as very posery. Do you feel like they were posery? Mm, looking back, no. But I was like 14, and I'm like, oh, that's lame. It's like mall punk. Why'd they break up? Um, they would, uh, well, the main guy does like a bunch of other different stuff and then they just broke up. Anything I would know the main guy does? Um, the Umbrella Academy. The movie? The, the TV show. The TV show? He wrote the graphic novel for that, that it's based on. He wrote the yeah, book? that's his comic book. Wow. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen Umbrella Academy on Netflix, fantastic. Yeah. And I he, can't wait for Umbrella Academy too. And he wrote the book. He wrote the, it's I a, thought you were going to say he's an actor in the movie. It's going to say, oh, good for him. But no. he wrote the freaking book. The comic book series. He wrote it. Wow. My mind's blown a little bit. 
What else you got? You do anything else you know of? Uh, that's about it. What other songs did they have? Because I know that one. That was the big one. I'm not okay. When I was <laughs> a young boy. Yeah, that's a good one though. Um, yeah, that's good. How many people do you know that get excited about luggage? I do. I travel all the time. And away suitcases are known as lifestyle luggage because they help you get more out of your travel time in ways that you never think about until you're actually away. Listen, I'm an expert in suitcases. Like, they have the built-in TSA-approved lock, the ejectable battery, which is awesome, or built-in compression pad. That's what helps you pack in even more than the average carry-on. The suitcase is awesome. I don't feel like I'm an expert in many things, but this I do. My favorite part is the charger. I don't have to hug a wall at the airport to charge my phone. I just charge it right there on my suitcase. Away luggage is lightweight, comes in a bunch of colors and materials, and its minimal design is sized just right by TSA standards. Its wheels are multi-directional. Again, not an expert on much, but I am suitcases. It's a great gift idea for the person that travels or for your own travel. Right now, Away is offering $20 off a suitcase of your choice. Just visit awaytravel.com slash bobbycast and use that promo code bobby. Awaytravel.com slash bobbycast. You'll love it, I promise you. All right, going to bring in Eddie for this part of the show. We're going to do our Mount Rushmore of most listened to albums of all time. So not favorite, but most listened to. Yes. Well, this was fun because, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of albums now, so it just took me back to a time when that's what I did. Listen to full albums from start to finish. And earlier I mentioned that Hootie and the Blowfish, which you weren't here for that part, is one of my most listened to albums ever. Just yes. from I listened to it so much being in high school that when I go, what have I listened to the most, that was it. So um, I'll go first. These are my, and our Mount Rushmore's are four plus one. Yep. Because everybody's always like, let me do one more. Right. <laughs> yes. Thanks for letting us do that. So that's, my Mount Rushmore is five people, but that's why it's four. <laughs> but just do one more. Please, please, please. And the plus one doesn't have to be the fifth one. It can just be, it's just five. There are okay. five heads on our version of Mount Rushmore. Uh, mine, I put John Merrick Continuum as one of my most listened to albums. Mm. Possibly my favorite album of all time. Probably my favorite album of all time. It's tough. Yes, my favorite album of all Dude, time. This is a good one. Yeah, turn this one up. Gravity, this is Gravity. And it was right in that stage of my life where you're starting to make all the big decisions. And so that music when you're in your mid, late 20s, yes. even early 30s, it's like the adult decision album where you're like, all right. So like it, I associate all that with like my life taking big turns. and It even has like a very soothing feel to the the whole album like that's not really rocking or anything it's got a cool like a it's it's like you are growing up because even john mayer and his music was kind of growing up in this album too the only kind of rocking song on there is uh, the Jimi hendrix cover um but yeah it's it's a pretty light pretty light bluesy light, record listening uh beastie boys license to ill is on my mount rushmore of most listened to albums wait when did you start listening to this obviously not right when it came out yeah because I had no idea that it was out in like 86 or something. Mm -hmm. Before us. Yeah. We were alive, but we weren't able to pick our music. <laughs> so probably when I was like nine, like 88, 89, because Fight for Your Right was still a song, still an anthem. But I just remember watching Beastie Boys and going, wow, those kind of dorky white guys are rapping and they're doing rock. That's cool. And so I, this is one of my most listened to albums. I know every song on it. Girls. Or no sleep till fight for your right, all of it. Uh, Hooting the blowfish, let her cry. Uh, this is the song, let her cry. But cracked review was the, the record. High school? Yeah, uh, 12th grade. <laughs> yeah. Every day, wore out the tape. 
I had the tape and yes. I would switch it, just turn it. I didn't own this one. You didn't own. I didn't own you it. You were the all, one person. But all my friends had it, so I listened to it all the time. I had played this tape so much that it started to burn on the side of it. All the all of the words were burning off the cassette. Yeah, it's like you couldn't read what cassette it was. <laughs> and I treated it like I do The Office now. I just watch it in real, I just over and over again. I don't fast forward. I don't skip. I would just play every song off of it. And later in my life, I show uh, a story I've mentioned on the show. Darius played an album cut for me at a show once. I was like, man, I used to love that song, Running From Angel. And he's like, man, thought about that one in 15 years. I didn't know he was going to go work it up. Went and worked it up, and they played it at the show. Now, it was really crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so far, I have John Mayer, Continuum, Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill, Hootie and the Blowfish, which is Cracked Review. And I started, it's all most listened to albums at different parts of my life. As I can see here, it's like kid. Then it was like high school. Yep. Then it was the 20s. And so these are really the leaders in the clubhouse for all of the stages of my life. And as I were to go to my 30s, like early, mid-30s, it's same trailer, different part from Casey Musgraves. Oh, wow. Every song, nonstop. You would come in a lot talking about B-sides or songs that no one even knew existed on that album. You'd be like, dude, this is a good one. You should listen to that one. Her first record. And it's when we started here, too. Yes. And it was just all the time. And her and Old Dominion are my favorite country artists, like contemporary country artists. Yeah. And so this more than even Golden Hour, which won all the awards, but I think Golden Hour wouldn't have existed had pageant material, which I listen to a lot, which is the second one, and obviously same trailer, different park. But I think this is on my Mount Rushmore of most one, listened man. to albums. And then the cheater was, I did Live in Central Park from Garth. <laughs> it's a cheater because it's greatest hits but I, for many years. I would know the cheater parts, like the parts he would talk. Yeah. Because I would listen to this record so much. Here's Shameless. And I had the VHS, and I'd watch him swing out into the crowd. And I know it's the greatest hits, but if I, I did have the CD, the greatest hits, the live in Central Park. No rules. You can do whatever you want. This is on your Mount Rush. This is your Mount Rushmore, dude. I know. And I don't even really like live albums that much, unless they're comedy albums. But... If I were just really tabulating what I've listened to the most, um, it would be Garth Live in Central Park. Close next one up was Chili Peppers. Oh, which one? Um, Sex Hot Magic. Oh, yeah. That one was a lot of that. A lot of Weezer, Blue Record, Nirvana, um, Nevermind. Do you, Nirvana, do you like the, don't you like the Unplugged? My favorite record is so Nirvana would, yeah. Unplugged, okay. but I probably listen to Nevermind a lot more, that, that baby one, mm-hmm, when it first, first came one. out. Yeah. Favorite is Unplugged. Yeah. Probably listen to Nevermind more, though. So that's mine. John Mayer, Continuum, Beastie Boys, Licensed Ill, Hooting the Blowfish, same tra- uh, Cracked Review, Casey Musgraves, Same Trailer, Different Park, Garth Brooks, Live in Central Park. That's my five most listened to album, Mount Rushmore. All right, Eddie, I brought you in to also take part in this. I believe that this is why we're such good friends and we get along so well because, dude, it's so similar. We did not talk about this beforehand, but I'm starting with Garth Brooks' Rope in the Wind because that was a cassette. That was one of my first cassettes ever, but, and there's a theme too that I found a lot of these artists that ended up being my favorite artists of all time in on their third record. I really wasn't big on first Garth Brooks. I really wasn't big on... Um, well, no fences. It was oh, it, I love it no was fences. big around like yeah. my school and people always played it, but I didn't buy it. 
But I started getting the kind of the, oh, wow, man, the Garth Brooks, this is really good stuff. But I didn't catch it until the third album, Rope in the Wind. So when I bought Rope in the Wind, again, dude, I couldn't see the cassette, the writing on the cassette after a while. It was worn out. And I remember that Garth was on Capitol Records because after all of the ink had gone away from the cassette, all that would stay was the Capitol Records logo. (laughs) That's how I remember that he was on Capitol Records. But Rope in the Wind to me number one on my Mount Rushmore. And also, if you bought music back then, you had to spend your own money on it. You know, you talk about yes. records you bought, then became your favorite. It, then it was, you felt even more so like you were invested in it. You're getting your money's worth, Like, too. I spent this money, I better love it. Right. And if I don't, I'm going to force myself to love it. Right, because I remember being at the record, or the Walmart even, just kind of looking at like, is it worth buying? I don't know if I'm going to listen to it that much. First up, Garth Brooks, Rope in the Wind. Yes. Next up in your album of Mount Rushmore, most listened to. My all-time favorite band. Again, their third album, Pearl Jam, Vitology. Not their best album. I I was going to say, I like this album a lot, but I'm not a hardcore Pearl Jam fan. And when I would say it's my favorite album, people would be like, no, man, that's not the best album. This is, I think, when America started to lose interest in Pearl Jam. But again, is their third album, and I had found them. I had heard all their other stuff. But this was my first, again, record store commitment of, all right, I'm going to buy a Pearl Jam did record. Did you buy the CD? I did. Because I bought the CD. Too. I got it from like Columbia House. That's where I got mine too. So, And I remember the dark cover. Yes. And it just said Vitology. Vitology. And like gold letters or yellow letters. And were you like me? We're like, I don't know how to pronounce that word. I don't even know what that word means. No, I'm pretty, pretty good at words. Oh, yeah, you were smart. Yeah, right, I was pretty right. good at words. I just remember that bug song on there. It was him and Eddie Vedder and Accordion doing, I want bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I got bugs in my room. That's a good one. Yes. What else? Um, So, all right, that's Pearl Jam. Next, I'm shocked that you didn't pick this. I know. I I couldn't put two two greatest hits (laughs) because this is why. I didn't want to mention two greatest hits because I felt like a sellout. But yes, I know what you're going to say. Well, the next three are greatest hits albums because it's I can do whatever I want. But I did Counting Crows live across a wire. Which I call it across a live wire, and I always have. Is that wrong? No, I don't know. Mike, what's the official? You're probably right. I just realized that I call it across a live wire. Let me check. This I'm not sure what it's called, but it was a double disc set. Blue and red. Correct. Two different shows. Blue was the acoustic VH1 storytellers. Yep. Red was the uh, MTV full uh, band live. Yeah. Uh, whatever it called. It was both in New York City. Um, dang, dude. So I was dating my my girlfriend. We were dating. She lived in Austin. I lived in Huntsville, Texas, going to Sam Houston State. And I would drive to visit her. And this was my music every single time. And I would time it out perfect. Both both CDs would end. The, the, I'd listen to both, and it would be done as soon as I pulled up to her house. It was perfect timing. This with us is the record we probably quote the most with each other. <laughs> the talking parts. Hey, madam. Yes. Hey. Is, hey. Hey. Uh, my favorite band, uh, Counting Crows. It's the very beginning, the guy who's doing the intro. And at the end of the red album, the guy's like, Adam's talking about cleaning up that disgusting river. The Hudson River. Yeah, and he's like, I don't think dogs have you. <laughs> Being on the road with Peter is a it's bit just, of blast, It's man. a blast, man. <laughs> Get a pamphlet when you walk out. So this record is, what, Mike, what's it called? Across a Wire. Okay, I got it right. Yeah, Live Across Live a Across a Wire. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it's so, a great, great record. Again, it's uh, Greatest Hits, it's Live, so that would be my, my live record. And then number four, oh, man, this is just Anthem of My Beach Life, Bob Marley. Uh, but... It's legend. So to me, this is the greatest album of all time. It's a greatest hits. But I, again, I didn't wasn't around when Bob Marley was producing hits. So to me, this was the album to have. It's got jamming, three little birds. 
It's got the Jamaica theme song of uh, Is This Love? It's all every every Bob Marley song that everyone knows, it's on this album. Never been a Bob Marley guy. Weird. Yeah, I love Three Little Birds, like a couple of the big, big, big ones, but never. All the songs sound so the same to me. It's got the same rhythm for the most part, a little upbeat rhythm, reggae beat, but. You did grow up on the beach, though. I did. Well, I grew up 45 minutes from South Padre, so like that was my life. And it leads to my fifth, my fifth Mount Rushmore, which is Jimmy Buffett. It's the greatest hits? This is. Songs I Know by Heart. Again, wasn't around by when Jimmy Buffett was making hits, but high school to me, man, I mean, it was just me and my buddies, we, we like to surf and we like to underage drink. And I feel like that was what Jimmy Buffett always talked about, the ocean life, fishing, drinking, Margaritaville, whatever. It's kind of just how I live my life. So we would play this music all the time. And I remember, I mean, Jimmy Buffett's got some curse words in some songs. He's songs about weed or whatever. And my dad, I, he's like, I really like this music. Let me borrow your CD. And he went and put it in his car and listened to it. He came back. He's like, I don't want you to listen to this crap ever again. I'm like, Dad, come on. It's so good. But I'll never forget. My dad wanted to actually, for the first time in his life, listen to what I was listening to. That was a big step because my dad doesn't like music. And he was like, let me, let me borrow that CD. I like the way that sounds. Uh-huh. He came back. He's like, you can take that back. I don't want that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have Garth Brooks, Open the Wind, Pearl Jam, Vitology, Counting Crows, Across the Wire. If three... Greatest hits record. I'm not going to call you a sellout because you can make the rules. Sellout. Uh, Bob Marley, Legend, and Jimmy Buffett, Songs You Know By Heart. Mike D's throwing his up here real quick. Mike D, go. you're much more of the punk yeah. guy. Yours is? Number one, Lemuria, Get Better. <laughs> don't even... I don't want to hear this. I don't even know. I know he loves them, but... He's got their tattoo on my arm. Yeah, he does. That's why I know him, just from his tattoo. <laughs> Mike, is this is the tattoo from this album? Uh, Yeah. Do you direct message with them? Yeah. You friends with them? Yeah, a little bit. Huh. It's kind of cool. Do they sell? What do they sell? Like uh, big punk clubs. Okay. Yeah. Are they pretty big in the punk world? Yeah, they're pretty big. What else you got? I have a Blink-182 Enema of the State. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Come yeah. on. I used to do college radio and play this one all the time. Play this whole record. This is the porn star on the cover, right? Yep. With mm-hmm. the, she's in the nurse outfit. Got the needle. The gloves. Is it Jenna Jameson? That's it. No. I don't think it's no. Jenna Jameson. No. I forget who. I know so few porn people. They have to like cross into pop culture world for me to know who it is. And she did for a little bit after that. I forgot her name. It's not Jenna Jameson, though. It's the only one I know. <laughs> is she, does Jenna Jameson do porn anymore? I don't think so. She was married to somebody. Janine Lindemulder. Oh, yeah, no idea. She was married to, like, Tito Ortiz, yeah, right? Yeah, Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Okay, so Blink-182, Enema of State. Not only had What's My Age again, but did it have all the small all things? All the small things, oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, what else so did it have good. on there? It had um, Aliens Exist, Mutt. Anything, of- any other singles that I would know? Uh, Adam Song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How does that one go? Sad. Oh, I never thought I'd die alone. Da, 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 da. I think I knew that one. All right, what else? And then I have a Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones. Yeah, you're every, is this My Friends Over You? Yeah. I choose My Friends Over You. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's my jam, man. Turn that up. My Friends Over You. Yeah, this is sixth grade for me. Mike, do you mosh? Like yeah. when you go to the- oh, oh, yeah. Hard. He puts it on his Instagram story. 
it's my that's my favorite thing. That's why I go to these shows. Do you punch and kick or do no, you, you just you just push, you get up front, you sing out loud, and then you you know you he don't, does you hard don't punch though. It's fun. Oh, you don't punch? No. I LOL at his moshing Instagram stories. Because <laughs> he's quiet, Mike. Yeah. It's it, yeah, it's a, like a just a great release of just energy and everybody else is like I mean, it's it's a fun thing. Nobody's like trying to hurt anybody. Okay, you all respect each other. Yeah, and if somebody falls, you pick them up. You're not or trying to fight. Nobody respects anybody equally. Whoa. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> equally though. But I mean some shows like people like spit and stuff. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Uh, uh what else you got? I have uh, Post Malone Stony, his first album. Mighty Love. Po- hey, Mighty Love Post Malone before Post Malone was a big thing. His, his SoundCloud is when I found him. Like really? way 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 early. His first single ever and I was like Post Malone is awesome and then maybe like Two years ago, people started knowing him. Are there any hits on this album? Yeah, this one. <laughs> Never heard it. You never heard this song? No, what? man. Uh-uh. I, I I guess I only know this stuff from a year ago. Uh, well, that's... Tony I mean, that's, Romo, that's, Bolo. That's normal. Like, that's all I know. Yeah. Um, all right, give me one more, Mike D. You're, you're, you're Mount Rushmore. And then I have Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. This record was yes. your favorite? It was my favorite. I listen to it the most. Maybe my least favorite. You know what? The new one. Really? I don't like the new one. You don't, you don't like, like it at it? all? No. I don't care if it's secular, non-secular. I just just give me good stuff. I just don't think his new album's that good. Just, really? I've listened to it like four times, not into it. I love Kanye too, by mm-hmm. the way. Love him. I do too. And my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy's fine. I like 808 and Heartbeats. Heartbeat, it's whatever better. And yeah. people didn't love that one. What made this album so different? It's darker. And like the beats are just like crazy. Great song. Yeah. I would run to this one. This reminds me of yeah, running. It's a great workout song. Yeah. What was the, is it uh, heart, 808s and Heartbeats? Is that right? Heartbeats and 808s. 808s and Heartbreaks. Heartbreaks. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw him live when he, around this album, so it also kind of stuck with me. Well, there you go. The musically is kind of how we all fall. I like it. There, there's a constant theme to all of us. I like it. It's kind of cool. Which that theme is? Oh, just different themes. Like mine was beach. Yours is your life. Life, very life driven. Oh, true. Mine's different chapters of my life. Yeah. Yours is the beach, and Mike D's is I'm a 12 year old locked <laughs> in my parents' basement, <laughs> yeah. just trying to be heard. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate everybody hanging out for this episode. You can check Eddie out on the Sore Losers Sports Podcast. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, check it out. Sore Losers. You guys do how many shows a week? Do you guys do? We do five. We do try to do five, and if, if ever we have like something come up or whatever, we'll do four. But for the most part, we do five a week. Check that out. Good good to have you jump in, Eddie. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. That Thanks, was fun. everybody, for checking it out. And uh, don't forget, on Monday, our boy Blanco Brown will be in. Yep. Yeah. And he does the get up, but we do an hour long talk about his life. Really interesting story. Interesting guy. Uh, thank you very much. Let me encourage you to check out Ingrid Andrus, that podcast. Let me encourage you to check out Thomas Rhett. We did one with him. Maybe our most listened to ever. Oh, yeah. The Thomas Rhett one. Thomas Rhett. Maybe the the first Jake Owen would have had bigger numbers, but we moved all of our podcasts over to a new mm-hmm. county. Ah, uh, so you lost some of so the old numbers. So we lost some of it. It's like baseball. Yes. You know, there are different stages where it's like in the modern era. Right, right. <laughs> in the steroid era. Yeah, right, right. But you got to get rid of all those numbers. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out here on the Bobbycast. Appreciate you. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, First, wear comfort and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, 
where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.